go head to head to head on a variety of topics. You got one Gen Zer, Chris. That guy right there, that handsome young fella with the with the mustache, with the stash. Then you got the green beanie. That millennial, no we be. <laughs> Can't. And then you got me. The Gen Xer. That Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Kaya. Kaya. Lachaim. But anyway, hey buddies! The gang's back together again. And we were discussing the masterpiece of Ryan Coogler. And can I just say that Ruth E. Carter. Who that is? The costume design. Got a shout out to Ruth. That's a lady. Black woman. Yes, shout out. Ruth. She she won an Oscar last for the last um, uh, Black Panther. With oh, she went costumes. crazy with them yeah. costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Ramonda in the courtroom, and the Dora Milaje in the courtroom when they came and bought all of the um the the prisoners of war, and were just like, let this be a lesson. As someone who really quantifies films, I think that her choices in design really complemented the environment of the movie yes or, you know what i'm saying like it was very neo-traditional if that makes sense like it had modern elements but still catered to traditional african you know garb and attire so it was definitely dope to see certain things even when shuri were shuri wore um like there was this hoodie but it was like a long, I don't know how to explain it. If you can find a picture. I know what you're talking about. I, it I was dope. I was just like, yeah. this is pretty cool. This is but you know cool. that Black Panther was the first Marvel film to get an Oscar. I did not know that. Look at that. Black excellence. Black excellence. And she was also one to get an Oscar too for costume design. So depending on who who's the, I, I mean, I just from what seeing what she did this time, I'm not sure who's going to be in the category this year for the Oscars, but she did her thug dizzle. I need to see what else she's been involved in. She's been in, she did Malcolm X, she did School Day, she did Sparkle, she did She Crooklyn. did School Days. Mm-hmm. She did I'm Going to Get You Sucker, she did Shaft. What? Mm-hmm. She did Bamboozle. Oh, she got some bread. Yeah, she got, she got, she got skin in the game. But her, her eye, and just like the just everything like even those new the the new um costumes that uh okoye and what's the name war oh uh, are we using spoilers or just a spoiler free conversation well, FYI, spoiler alert <laughs> well yeah we're gonna have to put a spoiler alert on everything because i mean you just said costumes but i was gonna take it a step further and ask if you were referring to the costumes that they wore towards the end of the movie. That's what I was talking the about. Blue joint. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Okoye yeah, and yeah. Uh, um, Nakia. Nah, Nakia and Okoye the, um, and, uh, the, um, the other um, other warrior. I forgot her name. 
the one that had the little spears in the beginning. Yeah. Stuff. Shout out to when they was in um what was it, Kenya or Mali, when they when they tried to come and to the, the outreach center and they were just like, Who has the, the codes to the, the vibranium chamber? And then they put the codes in sure. and then the door opened and they came. Are you just out. gonna explain the whole scene? Oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> saying don't watch this don't watch this if you if you didn't see black panther don't watch this show because <laughs> listen just saying so i i can't say that it's a debate but between one and two wakanda forever because remember when we when we did the wakanda forever after the trailer, we both, we all were like, yo, we don't need to see nothing else. And we saw where the, um, the scenes that they showed and where it came into play in the movie. They threw, they threw me off with every last one of those scenes because they were never where they, I thought we, they would be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because when she said, I'm the I, I'm the queen of the most powerful nation, have I not given everything? I thought she was saying that to a group of colonizers. I thought she, she was, was saying that to when they were about to go to war or something. Yeah, but she was saying that to her peoples. I mean, it's not like when they used those scenes, they were any less like effective or anything. It's just not where I expected it to be. Yeah. I think the movie was great, though. <clears throat> I mean, it's not comparable to the first one. Yeah, because they're just... Because most people don't really know... Nope, I don't think most people know about... Let me not say that, because there were a lot of people who did, but there was a lot of people who didn't. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say the majority of moviegoers don't really know, like, the name or... And, the underwater you know stories and stuff that come with it so it felt like they just they had to they, really explain that for people yeah. who didn't watch the who didn't read the comic books the only reason why i do about it is because my wife is big on the comic book so that was stuff that was explained to me ahead of time so it was just like oh okay got it so then seeing it i was just like ah see how this goes but what i did like about the I think the thing that I liked the most was the movie started and ended the same way, just in a different way. It was like it started with Chad, it ended with, ended Chad. with Chad. You know what I'm saying? And it was such a beautiful tribute to Chad. Like it was just like I'm getting goosebumps as I talk about it. It, it was such a beautiful tribute to him. Like even you know how in the in, after they give the opening of every movie and then they have the Marvel Studios thing and they give all of the the characters oh, and as they have the like, opening. It was just him. It was just like I was just like this is so dope and it was no music. And all of it wasn't even like him acting. Some of it was just like his everyday life pictures yeah. and stuff too. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Interesting. I like this. Then they had the little like words at the end like. I think what they say, this movie was made for him or in honor of him or something mm -hmm, about him mm -hmm. or whatever. So, but the kid, man, 
Everybody, like, well, at least in the theater we were in, when she was, she was like, okay, we're coming. And like, you could hear people like, we? <laughs> just like, who's we? And then like, you saw the kid and her in the background walking and everybody was like, oh. like, what? Like, what's happening? And then they put the camera on the kid's face and you just seeing everybody in the theater like, and they got kids. <laughs> so like, cause he looked, it was like, like it was like casting call. <laughs> Dude, does that look, look like this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta look like this guy. It's like yeah. when I saw the kid, I was just like, "Damn, I didn't know he had kids." And I was like, "Wait a minute, doesn't have kids." I was like, "This like it was just like this kid got to be related to him in some way." Yeah, I think that was a dope. Uh... Uh, what's the word? Nah, I can't find it. But I think that was a dope um spin. way to kind of huh spin. Nah, not spin. Um, homage. Homage, I think, was the word I'm looking for. Homage to the adage that um through your kids you're reborn, kind of sorta, and kind of going mm-hmm. in conjunction with the movie's idea ideology of death is not the final frontier. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. how it pertains to Chadwick, how it pertains to Angela Bassett's character. Um, Ramonda. Die in the movie? Well, Zudi in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black. <laughs> and uh, uh, Killmonger. Right, 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 right. And so his I think dad. that was a, a dope way of uh, re-engaging the Black Panther audience into the fact that you know it was the original character is still present yeah definitely i think people one think they needed it for the movie i don't know if that's a part of the comic book i didn't um ask about that or whatever but i thought it was definitely something that gave people hope just like yeah 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 so i liked it that was cool even um the the shorty from MIT, her character, sis was, and and I, I like the fact that she was an American-born uh, Ados. She grew up in the hood, grew up through the ranks, and she was she was a hustler. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hand over fist. She was up there hustling in MIT. Yo, you ain't Venmo me. Where my money at? Like, but again, you know I think what I'm saying? that. Ryan or whoever was in that writer's Ryan and whoever was in the writer's room did a great job of incorporating certain satirical elements like that because there is a great stigma that you know you have to look a certain way in order to be considered you know intelligent as a black person Mm -hmm. but they kept her you know what I'm saying like that who she is personality wise Mm -hmm. but still allowed her character to be a genius essentially yeah. To show even Caucasian or any ethnicity that went other than Black people that we can look like this and act like this and still, and still be, be smarter than all the professors. Right. So they're again, using I my design in the middle really of the dope. sea. They're using my design in the middle of the sea to find the, the world's most wanted resources. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? She was like, how long did the government, did it take for to build up for the government? She was like, nigga, that was my class project project (laughs) (laughs) exactly so just that alone like those little things 
where like I was in a movie theater and obviously I was in a movie theater with, you know, a few others, you know, around me and stuff like that. But I was just like, yo, shorty is dope. And like she was, she had the little, um, she had the little swag to her. And the fact that she had the cornrows to the back and, you know, she dressed like, you know, just a regular down chick. And she talked like a regular down chick, but she was smart as a whip. And she was able to, you know, decode things. And her and Shuri were able to go back and forth like it was nothing. Like two geniuses. The two of them were able to take down an actual kingdom together. They were able to figure out how to take Namor down. That was huge. I did like how they... um paid respects to uh tony stark because like i don't know if people remember from the first iron man when he was in the cave and he was banging the hammer and the beater at the thing and all that other stuff when he was building his first suit and they had like the same almost yeah i did notice that as her so i did notice that i was like oh shout out to tony stark i did notice that as soon as they the thing fell as soon as she finished hammering it and it fell, I was just like, damn. Even before that scene, when the I FBI am... showed up around the warehouse and she was in the makeshift suit. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. an homage to the first Iron Man. And Marvel is really good, at, or Disney perhaps, is really good at these little subtle Easter eggs or, you know, nods to prior movies that they've done. And they did that a lot in this one, for sure. Those two scenes included in the in the in the auto shop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how she was <laughs> they came in and she shot up through the right through the through the roof that, that was a, that was a dope scene too the the car scene the chase scene that was a dope scene i don't know if y'all saw that the current ceo of disney they fired him and they bought in the former CEO, Bob Iger. So I don't know if that has anything to do with what's been going on in Disney for the last two years, but they let that dude go and they brought back them. It's no surprise that these last couple of Disney movies or Marvel movies rather been garbage, absolute garbage. Like, so it was a breath of fresh air considering that this was what it was, but at the same or on the same token, the Black Panther franchise has earned its little enclave away from the rest of Marvel. Like everything that happens within the Black Panther franchise seems to be independent, even if it's canon with the rest of the Marvel movies, but independent with the elements that it has from other Marvel movies. Like it's incomparable. Yeah. And I think I think the they one. give I think they give Ryan a little more um freedom to have the ability to write how he wants to write do what he feels is best for the culture because they saw what he did with the first one and they saw the impact that the first one had and that it was like a phenomenon with it within itself and the fact that he brought back michael b jordan and the fact that like if there was a way that you know, we could have CGI Chadwick in 
you know, if, if I like just to see his face like in the afterlife or something, if there was a way to kind of have a something of him like yeah, a, Fast a and Furious that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way Fast and Furious did it was actually kind of dope because some of it was his was, brother. Was his brothers, but then there are certain scenes like I don't know how many times you've seen all nine of them, but I've seen all nine of them like a thousand and plus times each. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if you watch certain movies, you can see which shots they actually took to fill in some of those other ones. Oh, but yeah. I think I thought they were going to do that because even when they were going, when she was going back to the ancestral plane after she took the herb, the herb, the herb or whatever, I was just like, I wonder if she's going to see. I kept thinking she was going to see her brother. I Me too. Like, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know if it's going to be her mom. I was just like, but I was like, I think it's going to be, going to be him. I was like, but I was like, I don't know. I didn't know how comfortable they would be doing that. Cause I, you know, like sometimes people would be mad touchy about it. So yeah, I was just like, mm. I was like, I don't know. Or maybe they even might like, even film taking it from like, footage from like the cutting room floor from the first Black Panther. That's what I thought they would do. Like if there was extra footage that wasn't used. And I just... know there's a, a ton of footage that they didn't use from the first one. Cause they don't go, they don't use every take and every shot and every scene that they shoot. So I'm sure that there was footage that they could, but I don't know. I like the fact that it was um, Michael B. Jordan that, she, that appeared to her. Cause I thought in the time of what was happening, he was, I think he said it to her too, because she was just like, what are you doing here? He was just like, you asked for me to be here. He's like, you just don't know that. But it made perfect sense because when he said to her, um, what did he say? He's like, do you want to, he broke down, I think his father, his brother, her brother and him in like a he sentence. Like, uh, like, do you want to be noble like yeah. your brother or you want to take care of business like I did? And he said, he said something about her dad too, but that yeah. was the thing. And then it was kind of like, I knew at some point, I was just like, okay, they keep harping on like this, you know, you got to get this vengeance thing out of you. But that's actually the thing that's fueling everything. Cause without that, there just would have been no real fire. And then her mom appeared to her at the right time. I was just like, I knew she was, there was, there was no way that her mom was going to leave her like that. So Show it made perfect sense. Are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even even that's one thing that I could say that I was like, eh. because her as Black Panther to me is not believable. Only because she's just like so frail and so little, even though she took the herb and when she like hit the 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 mannequin and in the lab and it hit the wall and, and shorty was just like can i have some of that like obviously we knew and then when she hand wrestled umbaku which is my dude i love winston duke like his character alone i love that dude but it was just like even in the fighting scenes it's just like it she wasn't believable like she's not believable as as black panther like okoye or even the kia is more believable I think that's purposeful though but that's a part of the comic book so that the sister becomes black panther i mean within the context of the movie speaking to your point i think that's purposeful 
because that wasn't she wasn't trying to be the Black Panther, and nor will she remain the Black Panther, given that at the end of the movie, you know what I'm saying? We have a nod to the fact that she's not going to say that or have that title forever. She just had to fill in a role, literally, both literally and figuratively, figured figuratively within the movie. She was basically asked to do something that was unheard of. She had to take on a role that she was not expecting to take. And I'm not even talking about within the movie. I'm talking about in reality. Like In reality, yeah. This is a complete 180 from the uh, initial intent of, you know, the movie. Because you already had... She said that. She said that when she... um... When she was on the Tamron Hall show, she said that it was only through the Holy Spirit himself that got her through that because she was like, my brother spoke to me and she said the Holy Spirit himself came down and was just like, listen, you're going to have to do this for Chad because she said she had a hard time dealing with his death, a very hard time. She still struggles with his death. And she was just like, yeah, because um, those tears look very real. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was just like, yeah, that dream. When Rihanna was singing, I was just like, I don't even know the words, but I was like, yes. The people, the people in the theater, and it, we all did a ovation after the movie was over. Oh God! It was a round of applause after the movie was over, and I didn't even start the one clap. I wasn't the one started clapping, but I wasn't one kept it clapping. I was. Like, <laughs> I sure was. Sure was. I ain't clapping in no movie theater. Bro. They was clapping. Names was in the movie theater looking at each other. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a whole row next to us of Hispanic dudes. It turned. He was like, "Yeah, this is my second time seeing it." He was like, "Cause the first time I was a little drunk, but this is my first, my second time seeing it. It's a good movie. I love Black Panther. I love Black Panther. It's a universal joint, yo. It's just excellence, ah." But that's only due to the impact of the first one. And they had to do the first one in the way that they did, considering that it was one of the first major black superhero movies. Because they had their own soundtrack for it, which is unheard of from any other movie. Any other movie Shout out to Kendrick. had scores. Yeah. Like an original score. This one had Kendrick do a soundtrack and it had a score. They had their own language that they made or, you know what I'm saying, with the lettering or whatever. Like that was unique to the movie. Like it was they so were all over. Elements. They were all over the globe with this movie too. They were all. Um, they were in um, Haiti. They were in the, in the Middle Atlantic Ocean. They were in Cape Verde. What Cape Verde? Is that how you say Verde, Cape yeah. Verde. They were in um, Yucatan. Um, they was all over. Um, Where's Yucatan? Huh? Where's in Mexico. Yucatan? Mexico. Mexico. But that's supposed to be the part where the Mayans and, um, you know, but there's a lot of African artifacts and stuff over there, too. There's African artifacts everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. That's that's true, too. But, um, 
like I said, they gentrify Black Panther. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, did you see? But I showed you it, right? They said the gentrification and the <laughs> said 5,000 lashes <laughs> to, to Ryan Coogler for the gentrification. I was like, what? I was like, like what is he talking about? This is why you got to pick and choose with people, man. Because you can make sense one day and then you just go off the rails and next. Because I don't like know this. Nigga definitely bro. wanted it to be on some old like the slaves that were thrown from the ships managed to survive and live underwater for all these years. Like it just, I was just like, yo, what? <laughs> like what did he want? So I'm like, yo, but that would be a dope movie because the whole no underworld, the whole underworld was Mexican. And they were blue. So they wouldn't even have been black. So it didn't matter. Well, down there they was they wasn't blue. Yeah, once they were in the water, they were still. Yeah. When they came out the water. But the fact that they was like, oh niggas was just walking over the edge of the boat. Niggas was just walking over the edge of the boat. Just, just walking. Like, what is going on? That throne he had was fire with the Megalodon jaws. And it came down like Chris Brown in the video. <laughs> with flutters on his feet. I was like, are those stars in the water? Like, this nigga got the whole setup. Like I said, I brought the sun underground. I was like, oh, this nigga think he a poet. I thought they did a really good job environment building, though. Like, it was visually very pleasing. And you kind of got a sense of where everything was in relation to each other. And a lot of movies, you don't get that. Like, you just end up in random spots. And you're just like... It made sense. Yeah. It, it made, made sense. sense, right. Made yeah, sense. everything had a relational connection to each other. Like, it was... They did a good job building the environment for the movie. Through CGI, obviously. Because most of that stuff is fake. I was, I was a little um, shocked, though, that N- Nakia was able to go into her little cute little cocoon ride and find them without being spotted. <laughs> I thought that was kind of suspect. Shoot sure. two people and then leave. Like, I thought I she was going like, to be done. How is it that Namor got a, a massive army and, and, and Kulkulkan <laughs> and, and you were able to just... But that's, just... What, that's what she does, though. She's a spy. So, I mean... True say, true say, true say. But she went in. She's her- a spy of the highest order. Like she's a Black Panther spy. Like I think she's gonna be alright. Especially she got the queen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Namor is the leader. Like I feel like he is the protector. So they pulled him out the water. So it was just like, all right, coast is clear. Everybody else was down there. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Everybody was down there chilling. You know, bringing princely robes and. Like, there was nothing to worry about because it was just like, well, Namor is nice to her, so we just going to be cool with her, too. I don't know. I mean, it, it for, I, I, mean, wish I guess... When she just showed up with nothing I mean, it makes sense to me. I was like, well, no, because she had the... She had, like... I get, you know, technology advances. I'm just going to assume it's that Tark thing that the Tark... That Stark thing with the nanotech. Because before she jumped in the water, she had something, like, She had her something head, over her head, yeah. And then she dove into the thing and then dove down or whatever so it made sense like i mean that part of it I, that didn't really bother me that part made sense to me at least i mean her ability to speak so many different languages is 
she she was speaking Japanese in the first one. She's speaking French in this one, Spanish in this one. I was just like, this chick is just multilingual. From IT. How the spies be, man. You're right. That's why I need to learn me some. How do you feel about when uh, Okoye got fired? Yeah, I mean, I understood it. I didn't necessarily like it, but I understood it because, you know, bombs was in her feelings. Have I not given everything? I think, so I guess kind of asking something a little deeper, but that monologue and that scene, I feel like was one of the most important scenes, um, especially to the greater message because of the movie. she said she could still go see her husband. Right. So he's in jail somewhere in Wakanda. Get out. Then Daniel Kalua. Shout out Daniel. He's been on a heck of a run lately, to be honest. Her um fire Okoye was I think I think it was warranted because she did tell her don't take her because she's not ready. She's too fragile. And then she took her and then she lost her child. Her only child that she had left. The only thing she had left. Well, at that time, she knew she had a grandchild. Mm, but the movie, or not the movie, the audience. <clears throat> still warrants it, right? I would think, maybe, question mark. I guess her, the other one being promoted to the uh, general was to show that Wakanda is LGBTQ friendly. Who got promoted? The one that was using the small drinks? No. The one that was sitting down that she kissed on the forehead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So many symbolism or so many instances of symbolism that you can break down, to be honest. Other than Ramonda not being here anymore, because I I truly believe that she could have played the mess out of the queen for the next 13 Wakandas. I really think that she should have, she, she, she should have stayed. This isn't London has fallen. She, she had a pivotal role. She could have, she should have stayed in the, in the game. Oh, I was like, why did you reference that movie? Then she died in a helicopter, I forgot. She had one of them weird deaths in the helicopter, too. It was one of those. <laughs> it was one of those. <laughs> yeah, like you you, you saved you saved her life. And then, like, you had the bees. And, like, I'm just like, the, 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 the vibranium and the bees will save anybody. And then all of a sudden, it can't save T'Challa and Ramonda. Because if, if, you, if you give if you give a world like a fictional world the sense that anybody can be revived with anything, then where's the consequence? Like, where's the real danger? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no sense okay, of urgency. Okay, then T'Challa like, couldn't be revived, but Ramonda could have. You gotta let go, man. Gotta let it go. I thought it was a good move story. I can't, lose, I can't lose the child and Ramona. Well, at some point, even if 
Chadwick was still alive, T'Challa dies that way anyway in the comic book. That That's the crazy part that just, that's the, I guess, I wouldn't say ironic or coincidental, maybe for who they chose to play the role or whatever, but he dies from cancer in the comic book too. So that wasn't crazy. even added. So that so that's not even something like they did just for him. That that happens. That that's written. That's written in. So I mean, kind of eerie, but it is what it is. Very. But thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I thought it was dope. I don't. Uh, Ooh, I, got I think go. I might like this one better than the first one. I like the story. And the yeah, thing I like about the story is that even though the storytelling was long, there was always enough that kept you like, oh, I'm going to remember that. Yeah, yeah. there was just this pieces that are just like, all right, we don't see what's about to happen. So it wasn't like the story was just dry. It was just like they kept you engaged. Yeah. You know what? It really, because as, 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 you saw Wakanda and you saw um, even Talokan. I saw, I turned to my husband and I was just like, yo, you can make a Wakanda, yo, get, 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 get your hammer and your drill. <laughs> let's, let's go. I'm just like, it just shows you what we're capable of, but it, and, and then you see what we're, what we're, currently going through in in real time in America and then you because as as I was watching the movie I thought about that damn that damn teller and the, the bank manager that called the cops on Ryan while he was filming the damn movie and I'm just like you you filming greatness you know what I'm saying you're around all of this greatness you're around such just such regal, such 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 um, great storytelling, such awesome actors and 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 talented seamstresses and and um, designers and and then you go get some money out the bank and you damn near lose your life. So the juxtaposition between your reality. And what you get paid to do, it's just like, yo, I'm writing a story about a, a land where my people want for nothing and we are the most powerful nation on earth with the world's uh, greatest riches. And yet I can't even go uh, take out my own money out of my own damn bank account. And I'm sorry to take it there, but that's where we at. And that just happened this year. Stay tuned for scenes from the next episode of Up For Debate. And they still out here lying. But that's why they want to get rid of the history. They trying to raise the voting age because the majority of the people that voted in this last election was between the age ages of 18 and 28. So because of the fact that it was so many young people that voted, Gen Z is that voted, 
Now they trying to raise the voting age. Was that? Was that a compliment? Yes, it is. To my Gen Zers, my babies. Let me give us one of these right here. This is from my Gen Z. Yeah, it fell on the back. Matter of fact, let me let me turn around so you can see. From right? <laughs> my Gen Zers right there. Yeah, y'all so, showed up. Y'all showed up. 